Hello, and uh, welcome back to the podcast, um, the Samplepilot podcast about cybersecurity, where we talk about why um, employees and people are an important part of security. Today, I have uh, Sarah with me. Uh, I'm not going to use a big introduction uh, because she was also here in the last episode. So if you haven't heard that, you can jump back to that and hear it um, because I think the two episodes also goes hand in hand. But, uh, but welcome back, Sarah. Thanks, happy to be here. Perfect. Today we are we are going to talk about different ways you can actually do security awareness training. Where we last time talked about why awareness for years are important, then today we are going to dive into different ways you can do awareness training, which is about making them aware of security. And I think we can start by dividing it up to two different things um, because there's a lot of ways you can do it. We'll come back to that. But that's also like two formats, so to speak, you can use. You can do uh, online awareness training, where it's all digitally, but you can also do training in real life. Um, and maybe you could uh, add some words about the differences uh, and the pros and cons, Sarah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so like you said, we can, uh, kind of divide them into online learning and learning in a real life or classroom setting. And of course, a lot of us are familiar with the real life classroom learning style. That's what, uh, we grew up with in school. And for a long time, that's how a lot of trainings at work have been done. You know, we have a day long seminar about a specific topic. And then at the end of that, we're all supposed to go on our way and remember that topic for the rest of our lives and do it perfectly. Um, so that's something that we're all familiar with. Um, but there are some challenges to the style of learning also, um, particularly that if you're trying to gather a lot of people at the same time in one place, um, these can be very difficult to schedule, especially if you're in a larger company or maybe you have uh, different offices all across the country. It's very difficult to get everyone together and it can be expensive too um, if you're having to rent out a space or bring in speakers and pay for them to be there. Um, so all in all, it can be difficult to schedule and expensive and um, a little bit inconvenient for the people who are actually attending because if they can't be there physically, it's oftentimes hard to catch up on what was learned after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. So you could actually say that it, it doesn't scale that well. Yeah. Exactly. It's difficult to do again and again, but it, it can definitely work if you do it like once in a while. Uh, it can be a good thing because mm -hmm. there's also a social aspect in sitting together at a seminar. Yeah, definitely. And I know I've only kind of mentioned some of the, the bad things about doing it in real life, um, but that's a really great point that there is a social element and uh, we are very social creatures as humans. If we see other people doing something, we're more likely to do it ourselves. And if we can feel the community atmosphere that's gathering around a topic like cybersecurity, it makes us more likely to feel like we're a part of something and want to contribute to make our organization more secure. Yeah, so that's definitely a big pro uh, when it comes to, to doing it in real life together. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that maybe also be one of the cons if we then take a look at the other angle, which would be the online version, because often that's not done together, then it's done more individually. Yeah. And with online learning, um, you know, it's kind of the opposite of the classroom learning, where the, the pros of uh, classroom learning are the cons of the online learning. Or, did I say that correctly? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but they're kind of the opposite of each other. 
And basically with online learning, you don't have that social aspect of it where maybe everybody in the organization is taking an online course themselves during the workday, but it's not an environment where everybody's coming together and taking the same course at exactly the same time. Um, and so in that case, it can be harder to get a community environment around it. Um, and if you're doing the online learning, then it's more important to have uh, specific times carved out within the company to get together in real life and talk about what's happening in the security training, um, or to even have a strong security culture where your colleagues feel happy and comfortable to go talk to a colleague about the awareness training class they just took um, and just kind of make it a part of the conversation at work. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you have to, to get the social aspects in a slightly different way then mm -hmm. to get it over the, the lunch table or yeah. the coffee stop or something like that. Yeah. They're not built in. So it has to be a, more of a cultural yeah. element. Oh, well, in, in general, they aren't built in. Of course, it That's could true. be like in the metaverse or so <laughs> virtual reality where you, where you go and uh, and do it together at the same time. Yeah. It's not something we see a lot, let's say like that. Maybe uh, in 2050. Yes. <laughs> then that's the the standard. Yeah. From then on. Wanna oh. think? Oh, what are you saying? Yeah, I'm just gonna say we haven't really talked about all the benefits of online training yet because and yep. um, online training is really great for busy employees who maybe can't get together at the same time every day. It gives them the flexibility to take classes when they have the time to do it. Um, and because of that, it's easier to maintain it over time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the big difference that mm -hmm. the online training does scale. Yeah. You can do it a lot and you can do it again and again and again, every single week or month or whatever Yeah. you think is the right uh, amount of training, mm -hmm. um, so to speak. Yeah. And because it's not a huge event that you've planned um, and spent a lot of money on, you can break it into smaller pieces uh, without feeling like you're wasting money or wasting time. Yeah. Uh, and we say that in order to have a high level of awareness and training, you have to do learning over and over and over again. Uh, so if you're doing a real life class that only meets once a year, we see that the lessons aren't retained and used throughout the last nine months, for example. Yeah. Um, but if you're doing online training, it's easier to send out a course once every month or once every two months. And then those memories are retained for much longer. Yeah. Exactly. I think Frederick, our colleague, always used the analogy of going to the gym. Yeah. So you can go to the gym like one time, the one big seminar, and then just do all the weights you can and pull up everything you can and be really tired and feel like you've done a good job. Uh, and the next day you will probably be really tired and feel and feel like you've done a good job. But it will also stop after a few weeks because then you are back to normal. But if you really want to improve over time, you have to go to the gym every week. So it might be better to take small sessions mm -hmm. in the gym than do the marginal gains instead. Um, yeah, that's so true. And when we're talking about security, we like to think of this uh, full sense of uh, security that can be created when you do, uh, for example, a really long uh, day training session. Yeah. Kind of like going to the gym once and saying, okay, I'm fit for the rest of the year. Um, which is not as problematic when it comes to your physical health. Um, but, but when it comes to security training, if you check the box to do the once a year session, you go on for the rest of the year thinking that everybody is aware and using good security habits. But the reality is that that's not the case. Um, so you end up with a less secure company because of it. Yes. But with that being said, all the, the real life courses and seminars and stuff like that can definitely have value. 
It's just about maybe doing more things because there's nobody saying that we can't do both. You can both have some online courses in small bits over time mm -hmm. and then maybe have a deep dive sometimes um, if that's what you want. Um, yeah. And I, I definitely think that the best approach to this is to combine lots of different types of learning, um, especially when you look at the individual. Um, we like to think of the human part of cybersecurity. And part of that is thinking about how people learn best and how they prefer to learn. Yep. Not everybody likes sitting in a, a big forum and having to talk about security. Maybe they don't like speaking up in meetings or things like that. And so they might be more comfortable to get on their own, um, but coming to those sessions and participating when they when they can. Um, whereas, you know, online learning can easily be something that someone else doesn't really like paying attention to, but loves coming to the meetings where they can talk to their colleagues about it. Yeah, exactly. And I think not also start to sound like a big thing, um, but it's not the idea that everybody should be cybersecurity experts. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to go to some classes where they get to know all the technical terms. It is just about creating awareness in the in the end. So it is the small courses and seminars can definitely do some good about that if the seminar is about that. But it can also be too in-depth where it's like, why do they even need to know? So it's also finding that balance and what is the courses about and what is the seminars about? Yeah, you really have to prioritize um, how you're planning these things and only have a, a long meeting if it's something that's really, really uh, important and easy for employees to understand and relevant to their workday. Because otherwise they will feel like their time is being wasted and that can start to make everybody not appreciate or, and not want to participate in security training. Exactly. But now we talked about real life and online and stuff, but maybe we should also try to just say some of the things that we've seen being done. Because one thing is where you do it, but the other one is how do you do it? Mm -hmm. And I think what we've experienced, Sarah, is that there's a lot of different ways of doing awareness training. So there's e-learning, there's mm -hmm. seminars, as mentioned. You can use posters, you can do like small campaigns, you can do phishing training, um, you can do small games. Uh, I think that's it's only the imaginations that actually yeah. stops it. Yeah, definitely. And one of the key things that you've mentioned or a red thread throughout all of these types of training that you've mentioned is engagement. Yeah. Uh, that's what the main goal is. And you want to make sure whatever type of learning you're doing, it fosters engagement and interactivity. Yeah. And uh, that's definitely one of the important parts because that's when people actually start to to also take it in because they have to do something. They cannot just swipe through it uh, mm -hmm. or scroll past it like they would do an Instagram. Yeah. The, so it needs to be something that they can remember in some way mm -hmm. because that's the whole idea. It is that they don't need to know exactly what the in-depth is, but they need to be aware so they know that there's something important going on here when they receive a phishing mail or have to handle personal data, whatever it could be. Yeah. So maybe that's just a post on the wall that does that. Um, that could be a good starting point if you haven't done anything, just to get some some learning tips on the wall that people can look at and then stuff up and talk about. And yeah, can be a big conversation piece in the office. Yeah, especially if you put it behind the coffee machine where people frequently gather. Yeah, we have, yeah. For example, we have one customer who did one where he, on intent, didn't quite provocative because then he knew that people would stuff up and talk about it, mm -hmm. and that's the whole goal. Get to get people to talk about cybersecurity and to get it on the agenda in the end. Yeah, 
So you can keep it always on the agenda with little reminders throughout the office like that. Yeah. And another thing you touched on, you mentioned phishing training. That's a really great way to have an interactive learning experience with cybersecurity. Um, a lot of people might think, oh, like my spam filter will catch the phishing email or phishing is what happens to other companies. It won't happen to me. Um, but doing phishing training in your company can really uh, show people that it can happen to them and that it can be hard to detect also. Yes. Uh, so that can also create conversations too in the office. Like, hey, did you see that crazy phishing email? I got it too. Um, exactly. Did you click it? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. At the same time, it's also a good way of actually getting some data because one thing that I think is also like a, a common thing with all of these tactics is that it's really difficult to actually measure if it works. Um, mm -hmm. And phishing training is one way of at least trying to do so. Yeah. Of course, it's still difficult because that's also different levels of how difficult they are. So you can't really compare one phishing mail with another phishing mail. Mm -hmm. But it's one way to see, are we improving our time? Uh, is it something that we catch on? Mm -hmm. And also just to test, are we doing the right things when it happens? Do people actually come down to the IT department and say, hey, we saw this phishing email yeah. um, to wa and warn each other? Mm -hmm. And it gives you concrete things that you can improve upon then. Because if you see, okay, people didn't click on the link, but nobody came to the IT department to report it shows that they know that it's a phishing email, but exactly. the reporting process, something's getting lost there. Yeah. So then you can improve upon what needs to be changed in the future. Yeah. And I think that that's a, it's also a bigger thing to implement where I can say the posters are a really easy win, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you have no way of uh, measuring if it works. Yeah. And so I think that's also a big part of it is that you can do small things you can't measure. Mm -hmm. And then the bigger things you probably can measure something, but then it also gets a little bit more time consuming to do it. Uh, I think e-learning is also kind of a middle ground. You can yeah. do some courses. You can get some reporting on do people complete the courses. Yeah. But at the same time, it's still difficult to measure. Does it have an effect in the end? Do they actually also go out and, and live it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's something that my team on the learning design team is really uh, interested in also because uh, we focus on learning and how to create the most successful learning experiences for users. And of course, what we typically look at for completion of courses, uh, that signals that it was done, but it doesn't signal that the information was retained and that the practices are being used in real life. And oftentimes we see that a lot of IT managers themselves have to kind of take note of what's changing within their organization on a cultural level. Yeah. Uh, so some of these metrics, unfortunately, you just can't document with data that is given to you via a computer or a system. Um, but that's part of why security has such a big human element yeah. to begin with. And also why we talk about culture, mm -hmm. because culture is just fundamentally difficult to, to measure. Yeah. But I think that's a, that's a whole other topic for, for another day to talk about measurements. Yeah. Um, but I think one last thing we could talk about here, because now you have the whole online versus real life training. You have some different ways of doing it. Um, some ways that are harder than others, but there's also some different tactics, I think, that, that are important to have in mind. Mm -hmm. So one of them is that, at least that's what we recommend, that it's continuously. It's something that you do maybe once per month or once bi-monthly, um, mm -hmm. because it is about being aware. And to be that, you need to get seated with it again and again. Mm -hmm. um, but that can also be hard. Uh, 
and quite stressful in the end to hear the same things. Yeah. So that goes into the other uh, thing we would always recommend, and that is to do it bite-sized, meaning um, that it's micro-learning. It's really small courses, um, yeah. unless you're doing them that one big seminar once in a while. But the like the regular stuff that you do should be small bites and bits. Yeah, absolutely. The more uh, convenient and easy you can make it to complete the training, the more people will engage with it and feel like it's a welcome part of their day instead of when they get uh, a notification that they have to do some trading, it being kind of a drag and something that they keep putting off because yeah. they know it's going to be boring and take a long time. Yes. I think in a dream world, it shouldn't take much longer than drinking a cup of coffee. Right. Because it is just a reminder. It's not necessarily something where they need to to study. They just need to be reminded that this is important. Because mm-hmm. most people know. Uh, most people know that phishing is something mm-hmm. that is dangerous. And passwords is something they need to be aware of. And of course, they don't want to get their own personal data shared with everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you have to convince them. You just need to remind them that they actually also have a responsibility in these areas. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to create new knowledge or a bunch of new knowledge in every different training situation that you have. A lot of it is, like you said, just raising awareness and providing a quick reminder. Um, So it can be that you're teaching a new sign of phishing or something. But in addition to that, it'll also be refreshing on other parts of phishing that your organization already knows a lot about. Yeah, exactly. And I think that maybe actually sums it up quite well that mm-hmm. there are different places you can do the training online in real life. There's different ways of doing it. E-learning, games, seminars, posters, fishing training, so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the most important thing is that you can mix all of those things up. I think the most important thing is that it's continuously and it's given in small batches uh, so you don't get too much resistance from your colleagues. Then. Yeah. I agree 100%. So we hope that uh, it's helpful and you're ready to try some things at least. Um, And good luck with it. I think that's all for, for today. 